Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. If you Google it, you'll find about a million hits that link these words to Gandhi. That said, I've looked through thousands of these links, I've asked experts, I've searched his writings, and I haven't found anything that indicates when or if he might have actually said it. It does line up with a bunch of his other statements and writings, but these words in this order, it looks like it never happened. At this point, I believe it's pretty safe to say no. Yes, I'm starting a podcast about integrity based on a lie that's been shared largely unquestioned about a million times. Hey everyone, I'm Tate Linden and you're listening to episode one of With Integrity, a limited run podcast exploring what integrity is, how you gain it or lose it, and why it matters. In this episode, I'll share the basic concepts involved and provide an overview of the three components of integrity. This being my first ever podcast, I hope you'll bear with me as I figure out how all this stuff works. With that on the record, let's start this thing. As part of my preparations for this, I sent a note to my friends and followers on social media and asked what personal integrity meant to them. Their responses touched on morality, religion, responsibility, ethics, wholeness. I'll share a few of them. All right. Bob from Sacramento, California said, you have integrity when you do what you say you will do. And this is something I've heard from others. And I agree it's got a significant role in integrity. Bree from College Station, Texas, writes that integrity is about not letting expedience impede progress. Or in my own words, I might say, integrity makes you do what's right, not what's quick and easy. I like that one. Uh, Nicole, a teacher in Hawaii, shared a quote from a character education course that she taught to kids who may be headed down a dangerous path. And it goes, integrity requires that the way I live my life is whole, entire, undivided, sound, coherent, and principled. It's long, but I like the emphasis on being one thing in this one. It lines up well with the definition in the dictionary and also can help students understand that everything they do is part of who they are. Uh, the person we are at school, for instance, is the same person we are after school when we might not be doing the, the good things. And last, uh, Jenny from Alexandria, Virginia, suggested that integrity has to do with moral strength. It's honesty, fairness, humility, decency, selflessness, compassion, etc., all wrapped together. Jenny's and Nicole's descriptions have that similar list-oriented approach, and it's something I've seen and heard a lot. The lists are always a little bit different, but we seem to find that integrity is too big for one definition. Integrity pulls a bunch of different concepts together in a way that somehow creates something new, something powerful. You'd probably expect that someone who hosts a podcast like this about integrity to be a model citizen, that they would always walk the talk, practice what they preach, and I'm not that guy. No, I, I do try to do the right thing, but as I'll discuss down the line, real integrity is hard to establish and even harder to maintain over time. And I fail to get there regularly, usually in small ways, but on occasion, admittedly, even in big ones. And my last admission, I don't have every single aspect of integrity figured out. I think I've got a lot of it. And my hope is that through this podcast series, we'll find the gaps and we'll fill them together. So the overall plan for the series 
is to cover what integrity is, what its benefits and drawbacks are, how we can recognize when it's missing in ourselves or others, and how we can create it within ourselves and our organizations. And today, I'm addressing the first one. What is integrity? To do that, I have to go back to the trinity I mentioned in Gandhi's apocryphal quote, the think, say, do. You get them all lined up nice and neat, and you've got happiness. But if you tweak the words a little, you end up with something deeper. Instead of think, try believe, and swap say out and replace it with communicate. And then the last one, you switch do with act. I know it's not simple and elegant, but consider this. When what you believe, what you communicate, and your actions are all aligned, what do you get? Those three things all working together, there's, there's nothing missing, nothing extra. That, to me, is integrity. So, if you were just here to learn what integrity is, in my view, then this is probably a good time to click over to your next podcast. In order to make sure that the coming podcast will make sense, the philosophy geek in me requires I explain why these words work. I'll do my best to make it interesting, but, I mean, come on, it's philosophy. There's only so much I can do. For anyone still listening, I'll start with the first of the think-say-do trinity, where I swapped out what you think for what you believe. And I agree with Gandhi, lining up words and actions with what you're thinking in the moment is likely to bring you at least a little bit of happiness. If at a restaurant you think you want to splurge on dessert, you say to your server that you want cheesecake, and when they return, you do what comes naturally, and you eat it. Assuming that the cheesecake was tasty, you've got your moment of happiness. But it would be a stretch to say that it gave you any meaningful sense of integrity. What we think doesn't get us where we need to go in terms of integrity. It's too shallow. It's too short, transient. I think that integrity is deeper, it's bigger, more impactful. Integrity isn't about our passing thoughts. It's about what we believe, or as Oprah said in her Golden Globes speech earlier this year, it's your truth. Now, she didn't say the truth, and this matters when it comes to personal integrity. This is probably going to get me some hate emails, but I've got to put it out there anyway. The actual objective truth doesn't matter. What matters is whether or not you believe it. If you believe the teachings of an orthodox religion, then for you to have integrity, you'd probably have to follow a strict set of religious practices. Those very same practices, if done by an atheist or someone from a different faith, would probably indicate a complete lack of integrity. If you believe that two plus two equals five, then for you to swear that it's four would be, from your perspective, a lie. And you couldn't say it and keep your integrity despite that it's, as far as I know, true. On a later podcast, I plan to weave facts back into the mix, but for now, the thing to remember is this. Our internal, personal integrity is balanced upon what we believe. When it comes to personal integrity, facts don't matter. Or, as President Trump's advisor Kellyanne Conway might put it, there are always alternative facts. Okay, back to that original quote. Happiness is when what we think, what we say, and what we do are in harmony. Now, I just replaced think with believe, and we discussed that. So the next in line is what we say. 
I've changed say to communicate for a few reasons, but the two big ones are, first, the obvious. We express ourselves in all sorts of ways, in writing, song, texting, sign language, semaphore. There's no sense in creating a list, really. There's so many I'd probably never finish. Regardless, whether I tell you something or I write it down, I'm communicating. It just fits better. The second one, most of the stuff we say is intentional, but the stuff we communicate often isn't. Just watch what happens when someone has a face-to-face conversation with a person they don't trust. You'll probably pick up on the lack of trust just by watching body language. They'll cross their arms, they'll fidget, lean away. We communicate whether we want to or not. Great poker players know this and use the stuff that leaks through, looking for big and small changes like pupil dilation, heart rate, perspiration, expression, or even posture to get a sense of what their opponent wants them to think their cards are and what the cards actually might be. Two more things worth noting on this. Uh, Not everything we say is intentional. Like when we accidentally hit our hand with a hammer, the first words out of our mouth are probably not something we'd planned. And the second, sometimes self-talk can be communication too. Just because no one hears me promise myself I'll work out tomorrow, and hey, I really will, doesn't mean I didn't communicate it. So to sum up, when it comes to communication, we're including verbal and nonverbal, intentional and unintentional, external, and sometimes even internal communication. Which is why just using Gandhi's phrase, what we say, doesn't quite cut it. The last ingredient in our integrity cake is what we do. I've swapped this for actions, but I admit that the switch is less important than changing from think to believe. The distinction between do and act is the kind of thing you'd find in a doctoral dissertation, and I'd bore even myself if I had to explain it, but if down the line enough people want to hear my thoughts on it, I'm happy to come back to it. But regardless of which term I use, I define the things we do, our actions, as the physical act of doing things. Okay, I'll get a little philosophical here. It's the act without context or without explanation. It's an act without an expressed or known intent. So if we saw a man leaning against a bus shelter, it would probably be safe to say just that. He's leaning against a bus shelter. But we couldn't say that he was waiting for a bus because that would require us to know his intent. Our actions are primarily physical. I fully admit that as it stands, the line between communication and action can get blurry. It hasn't had much of an impact on the actual meaning or result of integrity, but it's still worth a mention. Rubbing your temple with your fingertip is an act, but it could also communicate that you have a headache or are trying to remember something. And rubbing your temple with your middle fingertip could communicate, well, something else entirely. And that's really it. Belief, communication, action. Those are the only things that need to be in alignment for you to have personal integrity. Almost sounds easy, but it isn't. A couple years ago, I gave a TED talk where I attempted to share my concept of integrity and prove it at the same time. It was so hard for me, I almost didn't finish. If you want to see it, just Google Tate Linden TED Talk, and it should be the first hit. I'll also try to put up a link wherever I end up hosting this podcast. I haven't figured that part out yet. So, what's next?
Knowing the three ingredients of integrity is a start, but understanding how they work together is where things get really interesting and useful, at least to me. So if you imagine a Venn diagram with three circles arranged in a triangle, each one overlapping the other two so that there's an area in the middle that all three share. Well, if you watch my TED talk, the diagram containing this picture appears at five minutes and 56 seconds in. Anyhow, the circles represent your beliefs, communications, and actions. And by my definition, integrity only exists in the little middle space where all three overlap. But if you take your eyes off the prize and look at the other areas where there's overlap, the three parts where only two circles share space, there's more to learn. Each of the three overlaps gives us two new and unique components of integrity for a total of six. The coolest thing to me about all of this is that each of these components is associated with a different unique outcome or a symptom when they're present and when they're not. The result is a new way to identify, understand, and potentially resolve otherwise intractable problems. There's a lot to process in each of them, so my plan at the moment is to use each of the next six podcasts going into each one of these. The next pod will cover what I hope will be a pretty straightforward topic, the overlap between communication and action, or as Bob from Sacramento called it, doing what you say you will do. In layman's terms, being reliable. I hope you'll join me. One last note, my TED Talk was recorded in early 2015, and my integrity model has evolved a bit since then. It still holds true, but some of the terms might have changed just a bit, so apologies. That's it for my first ever podcast. If this stuff interests you, you really should follow me on Twitter, at Tate Linden. If you've got questions, comments, or suggestions, that's probably the place to reach me. All music in this episode was provided by Bortex under Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution Non-Commercial License. Hope you have a great week.